This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. Oh, so, wow. We just, we've just recorded our first podcast since before Christmas. Yeah, and I, I feel quite emotional yeah. about it, actually. We, we, we have very meaningful, so many comments from parents and young people, which we love. This really has touched a nerve. Everyone is struggling with their mental health through, um, through this crisis. And, uh, you know, uh, thank you. Thank you, as usual, to all of you that listen and all of those uh, that have contributed to today's um, discussion. And I'm quite surprised there aren't little gems or little moments of kind of, you know, ideas and thoughts for possibly dealing with some of the mm. crisis points or mm. pinch points that you might be feeling mm. as a parent or a teenager. Mm. I'm a it's just a shame we didn't get to read out them all because so yeah, many comments. So many. So... Happy New Year. Now, I went into work the other day and I said Happy New Year to someone and they said, oh, are we still saying Happy New Year? And I think you say Happy New Year to everyone you've you've seen for the first time since Christmas. So Happy New Year. Well, we're not seeing um, anyone here. Why? I feel like I am. We're listening. They're listening to us. So Happy New Year, listener. Listen. I hope you're as well as can be expected. So what is the what is the subject of the day? Well, I mean, I think for any parent with teens... This has to be the topic. And really, I was quite overwhelmed by how many of you um, commented on my story on Instagram. We obviously really touched a nerve, both with younger people and with parents, because the mental health of our teens, I think, is on everyone's mind. And can I just, from mother to mother or father, just give you a big virtual hug? Because it is really hard. Yesterday, Mark and I had a, a really tough day with both the girls actually because of course for all of us we're also dealing with our own mental health but you know our youngest first of all she came down and I could see I could see her anxiety was just right up in her throat you can tell can't you and they just they just go our girls I don't know about you listener but our girls just go very very quiet really quiet and both Mark and I can look at each other and we just know that they're in a dark place so when Kiki came down yesterday, Maddie wasn't up, actually. So I immediately took her out for a walk. We had a good, long, old chat. She was very quiet, very subdued. Um, came back, she got on with stuff. And then and then Maddie came downstairs. And Maddie was just, just on the floor. I, don't, I know she won't mind me saying this, and she's not contributing today with a record like she does usually, because... I think it's all a bit too much. And so actually for a month, thank you all, all you youngsters that have messaged in today because a lot of you are feeling exactly the same as our as our Maddie, who's 18, aren't they, Mark? Mm, absolutely. I mean, I haven't had a chance to look at the comments, only you have. Mm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's one of those situations where um, you almost feel guilty as a parent that you're unable to provide any answers any meaningful answers and also you're in a bit of a kind of catch-22 situation where kids are so smart and so sophisticated and actually 
you know, all this bloody nonsense about turn the television off and don't have the news on. It's flinging into their phones mm. all the time. So they're mm. watching it, they're seeing it. And I Can't think I think actually you're being, I think it's actually an act of dereliction as a parent to try and mollycoddle them when you know that they're probably getting the information faster and before you're, you're getting it. The kids know the daily death counts and the case rates quicker than you do, quicker than I do. Um, and I think one of the things that we've, Realised, or I've certainly realised in the last 24 hours, is I can't provide myself with any with much salvation. So it's then very hard to know what you can say to your kids when we're essentially, as you say, going through it for the third time. Mm. It's not like we've learned much more mm. from the first two. I mean, yeah. I mean, the thing is, and this is what we say to the girls all the time, is that I mean, God, can you imagine, people, if we were going through this third lockdown without a vaccine? You know, I mean, oh, my God. I think we'd all be have to be on some horse tranquilizers, to be honest. Mm. So, I mean, the thing is, and this is the point to parents and to young people listening, we do have a vaccine and there is light at the end of the tunnel. But as our girls say, and as so many of you have said in your messages, you feel like you're missing the best years of your life. It's like Maddie says to us, I can't have my 18th again. She says, I know, I know. And of course, we are parking the terrible suffering that health workers are going through and, and, and lost lives and the people that have lost their loved ones. Of course, we're parking that to one side and just talking about the impact on us as parents and, and indeed our, our teens. And it is shit. Mm. It's shit. And yesterday, both Mark and I said multiple times to the girls, we said, you know, right, Mark and I chatted, didn't we? And said, well, what do we have to do today? And we just did what we had to do work-wise, that we had responsibilities for. And then we said, okay, mental health day. We're not, we're going to go for a walk. I mean, we practically had to drag Maddie out. She mm. could hardly put one foot in front of the other. Mm. She was so low. I was really worried, you know. Mm. She could hardly form words, could she? She was such a dark place. But a walk lifted her a teeny bit. Then we got some junk food, didn't we? We got McDonald's. Yeah, bad signalling. <laughs> bad signalling. But every so often, it's all right. And then he said, right, do you know what? Close the curtains, watch a load of movies. And and by the time they went to bed, they were actually a lot better, weren't well, I'll tell you what they? I we were think... very lucky. They're very good friends, the sisters, actually. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I th- yeah, I mean, God only knows what, how it would be if they hated each other. Mm. And that is the case for a lot of siblings or, you know, they drive each other mad. I mean, I think one of the things that ended up looking back on yesterday that were worked inadvertently and is maybe advice, I don't know, useful. I mean, none of us are experts. We're all experts no. at whatever we're going through in our own house. But, you know, we're not expert enough to be able to tell anyone else what to do. No, we but, just um, share our experiences, really. But, uh, you know, when I look back at yesterday, I think about it, what we did do, was the day the day was chopped or compartmentalized into quite clearly defined zones if you like and so yeah you're right you know we went for a walk we had lunch we we'd got our work out of the way earlier in the morning uh we'd gone for the walk and then after the walk I can't remember when it was I mean I remember so you, you'd had a long conversation with Kiki but I'd also sat down with Maddie or said to Maddie and Kiki look it's really important that you hear from us as parents that we don't have the answers. Because I think sometimes the yeah. pressure for parents, so let's talk about the pressure individually for parents. There's a huge pressure on us to want to make things fine and want mm. to make things okay mm. and to give hope where hope is possible. You've just said the classic thing, which is absolutely spot on. There are more than one vaccine. There's countless vaccines, three vaccines. Uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And in a sense, listener, there's got to be light at the end of the tunnel because regardless of what happens with these vaccines, at some point, we're going to have to get, get to a point where we accept a certain tolerance 
for coming out of this because mm. life has to mm. loosen at some point. How? We're trying to minimise the damage that, that it does, but how? So that is something one can say to teenagers and youngsters is that actually we can't go through what we've gone through again because it simply will not be allowed. It can't. It doesn't mean things won't shift slightly. It doesn't mean that things might not get back to normal as quickly as we'd like them to. But they, we are literally at the very point that it's going to be the worst it's ever been. And the numbers today, 1,500 deaths, you know, we are at the peak and we're going to ride the peak for a couple of weeks. But I do think it was important to say to the girls, look, we're not going to pretend, we're not going to bullshit you, we're not going to say... This is the truth. This is going to be this. This is going to be like that. This is the kind of panacea that's going to sort it this way. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. And I think in a weird way, they can find comfort in the fact that you're not spinning a yarn. And I think what we both always say, isn't it, when we talk about the light at the end of the tunnel, we make a real point of saying, but that doesn't help you here and now today. Because today, and this is what we were saying to both of them yesterday, we can see, we can feel how bad you're feeling. And what you've got to do is just sit with that a bit today and it will pass. You're going to have ebbs and flows. Some days it's going to be really bad. Not every day will be as bad. And and we, you know, and, and also, like you say, Mark, we clutch at straws. We're saying to them we're clutching at straws. We're saying yeah. this is the most difficult thing for a parent to deal with because there's no way we can fix it. We can't let you have a party. We can't let you go and see your friends. Mm. We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. You yeah. know, it's all about, you know, when they're toddlers and you, you sometimes you get so fed up of hearing no all day long. I mean, they don't ask us for anything. No. But, I mean, the thing is, anything they do want, they don't even ask us because they know it's a no. Yeah, I mean, I do also think, I think it's just a moment, I just want to take a moment just to think about this, actually, because I do think, I mean, there's a real problem for parents, given that this is Confessions of a Modern Parent, we're talking to parents as, as much as we're talking to teens. And, um, and I think one of the problems as a parent is managing your own, if you like, hopelessness or fear or worry or lack of answers for you. Because we're we're not... It's not like just because you're a parent, you're immune to the kind of worries and fears and distresses, or, or that even if you can ride the optimistic ways out of it, that you don't have a day where you feel shit. I mean, the last two days, we both alternately felt shit in different ways. We haven't particularly seen eye to eye on how the other one's being. We possibly haven't agreed necessarily on what we've said to the kids or how we're dealing with the kids. And that in itself, I'd have thought, is so much more complicated if you're a single parent, if you're a parent... Or if you're child, a parent that's at war with each other. Yeah, if you're, if you're two parents that really don't get on. And if you're a parent with, you know, who's just split up. I mean, I've seen so many comments on another podcast that we do about life in lockdown from people who were just on the cusp of splitting up before lockdown happened. And that's quite a, you know, you forget that life was just happening yeah. as normal yeah, before this exactly. happened. Freeze so, frame. Yeah, freeze frame. So all those problems, and there's going to be many kids caught in those situations. So... Mm. It can be very lonely and very difficult. And when you've got no answers for yourself, it, it's incredibly difficult to sit opposite your child and sell them a positive storyline. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a challenging, challenging time. Lockdown three, it doesn't help that it's called lockdown three. It now means it's been a trilogy, a trilogy of lockdowns. It's not good. Um, and so, you know, how do we move forward? And there's one uh, comment here from our social medias that, uh, Nadia, you wanted me to read out, which was, um, am I allowed to identify who it is? Happy, happy. 
I feel like a blanket of suffocation has been wrapped around me and every now and then I try and focus on what life was like. I try to keep, try to keep patience with others in the home, but oh my God, I love my family, but you end up nitpicking too much of being around the same people, all with worries and stresses hard. Now I know why a fish will suddenly jump out of a bowl as it needs breath of fresh air. Aww. Very vivid imagery there. Happy, happy. Very. Yeah. And I think everybody would identify with that. Everybody. Yeah. I mean, we were laughing and joking this morning on Coffee Moaning because I put my ear pods in to just listen to other stuff. And it is, it, every, because we all, Mark goes to the toilet for ages, you know, it's just human nature. I'm Everyone, about to leave in a minute. I'm going to go out the front door and escape for half an hour. Yeah, because we do. We all feel it. It doesn't mean you don't love your, your family or your partner, but nobody can be. People, people aren't made to be 24-7 with the same people mm. round and round and round. But it's not just 24-7 in normal life. It's 24-7 with a huge amount of worry and stress and fear. Fear of death. Mm. I mean, we've got fear of death. But even if you haven't you got... Know. Yeah, but even if you haven't got... Because a lot of people would say... I mean, I've heard it said on a number of radio, other radio shows and things like that where people are saying, well, hang on, we keep hearing... There are people actually, believe it or not, saying we've heard too much about mental health versus actually there's the very real physical health of people and there's, it's an interesting point that, yes, when we're trying to strike this balance or the government's trying to strike this balance between lockdowns and restrictions and quality of life versus just saving lives, um, it's a difficult balancing act. It's difficult to say to a family that's lost someone, oh, you know, this group of children feeling a bit down about a X, Y and Z. It's a hard sell, isn't it? Because they're like, well, hang on, mm. I've lost someone. Yeah. They don't even have the luxury of having a mental yeah. health problem. yeah. Um, this is why I like this little podcast. It's a safe place to say, actually, of course, on the big in the big auditorium mm. of what's going on in the world, we're tiny little voices, our problems. But in our own domestic life, mm. this is everything. This is our world. When our teenagers aren't happy, my world is completely different. Yeah, it's like they always say you're, you're only as happy as your un, as your unhappiest child. So. All of us, I think, are feeling, listener, that, that our children aren't happy. I mean, and it's and it's 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 scary. I find it scary as a mum. Yeah, and I, and I think it. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I think it divvies up slightly differently in different households. Obviously, I'm not about to suggest that all dads are silly and all mums are serious, but there are certain sort of values or priorities I think that do split along gender lines. I mean, I do see my job with the girls as being an absolute twat and twit and, and prune and stupid to distract them. I mean, and I find myself trying yeah, to do great, that. Yeah, that's great. That really for, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's mm. an important quality to have. Now, really, I'm not, that's really just lovely. the way it is in this house a bit. And you, you're making sure that they're getting the best food and that they're trying to sleep properly and all this kind of, you know, meditation, yoga, yeah, well, everything. Well, they come to me with the real, all the real sad stuff, yeah. don't they? They will come and they will just, and it's all at the downbeat stuff yeah. and they come to you for the silliness yeah and so that, that so that they're really lucky with that they're yeah. really lucky to I mean I don't know if that's something I don't know if there's a line of advice in there but I mean you know it, it, it can be a huge shock sometimes so I mean sometimes I can stop I don't know if anyone listening can relate to the idea of being perhaps the one who's a bit stupid all the time and there are times where you can see bless them them wanting you to do that but they're very, and it's very infrequent, but there are occasions where you're like, I can't actually dig. I mean, like yesterday, I couldn't, I just couldn't get to that place. I just couldn't get to that place. So, you know, keeping your kids occupied, distracted, 
it's worked for so long, but we're now at a very different point where I think in a weird way, and I've talked about this a lot on our other social media when we've talked about other mental health problems, I do think we are at a point where even the fact of knowing we're coming out of it is going to really aggravate the heads and hearts of a lot of people in a very different way to going into the crisis. Because in a weird way, choices have been removed in the crisis. Choices have been limited. That's been frustrating. But we know that those choices have gone. And as we start to come out, we're going we're gonna to literally like a troglodyte come out of a cave and we're going to be looking around going, ah, what was like it was. And this is where my heart goes out to teenagers, youngsters, young adults. How is, what is the landscape going to be? What is the devastation going to have been? What are our high streets going to look like? What are festivals going to look like? I think they're going to recover very quickly. I think at the moment, I've got hope on this. I think because they're such social beings, once they can see their friends again, it's going to be, it's going to, they'll, they'll slot in to life. They will. They will recover. Oh, no, no, I'm not suggesting they won't. But I do think that 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 is the, that's where the young adult or the younger generations are finding themselves at. Yes, there's the potential of hope. Yes, there's the prospect of change. But there's also that thing of, right, how do I get back on the horse when the horse was running in a very different race before this crisis? Mm. What race am I in? Don't even know what race I'm in. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little <laughs> bit worried that she might tell you off, you could always come to lovely, cuddly old me <laughs> at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. We're going to sort of talk through some of the comments and there have been some really sort of distressing comments and worrisome comments from a number of people on social media that responded to a post that Nadia put out on Instagram. Um, We're just going to read through a few um, and then a bit later we're going to hear from Carlitos, our friend Lisa's son, about how he's feeling about third lockdown. So Susie Shoes says, worried for my 17-year-old, no motivation, just wants to sleep, everything of value has been taken away. Well, I mean, Maddie tells us that all of her friends get up at like, don't get up before two, mm. three, four o'clock. And does that matter? Um, Are we in a once I, in a I would situation? find that very difficult to let her sleep till four every day. Yeah, I just I think, think I that that's unhealthy. Yeah. I mean, we, we're certainly not going, right, come along, let's come out, let's do stuff. But, you know, a gentle nudge. But we're lucky because she can't sleep past one. I would start to get very anxious if she was sleeping till four. So if, I, if I was a teenage boy, I would have seen this as an enormous opportunity to connect. Because, of course, gaming is now a huge sociable, mm. socialising. So, I mean, it's one of the biggest social media platforms, isn't it, mm. on games. I would have seen it as a real opportunity to kind of get distracted, bed into... So well, I think these, that's what a lot of them Yeah, and I think a lot it? of kids are doing that. And I don't know. I mean, there's nothing worse than a parent asking you to go for a walk when you don't want to go for a walk. So, um, Liberty de Valere, as a social worker, I see lots of vulnerable teenagers really struggling with lockdown. Well... And as a social worker, I have huge respect. Yeah, I'm you. always beating the drum for social workers. Yeah. I just really feel for you. What a difficult and important job, and you're so mm. understaffed. And underfunded and overworked and yeah, hot. And thank you for messaging in. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you know, when I think about our girls and I think that how loved they are and how stable the home is and, and I see them struggling, I and I get upset about that. 
I then, I spent a lot of time yesterday actually thinking about really vulnerable teenagers that don't have somebody to talk to. And it, it, it honestly, it moves me to, sorry, it makes me emotional even think about it. It moves me to tears because I cannot imagine mm. how awful this must be for them. Mm. To not have someone to to lean on, to, I mean, God, please, God, please, God. You know, I mean, people might say, oh, we're spending too much time talking about mental health, but we have to have some really good support, a really good support network out well, there I, for the mental health of these of these teenagers. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so well, worried. Well, I mean, if I'm, if I'm really honest, it's one of the main motivators for me wanting to train in the area of psychoanalysis and addiction mm. because compulsive drinking and drug taking is bedding in in a big way. Why, We've talked about it in people. other chats here Terrible. for young people. And that, and that problem mm. is like, you know, it's like a landmine that will explode eventually, you know, four or five years down the way. I mean, my mum, interestingly, was walking past her local school on the way to the shop and she heard the headmaster talking to one of the youngsters going in and he, the headmaster was saying to him, whatever your name is, where have you been? You haven't been in for three weeks. And there are kids now, and and this is what, you know, when you hear the comment, vulnerable kids, these are the kids that we're talking about. When we say vulnerable kids, or when they talk about vulnerable kids, they're not talking about kids sitting in a corner like Oliver Twist. They're talking about kids that don't have parents that are looking out for their attendance at school. It's total chaos, chaos, but they're out and about and they're doing other shit. They're doing other stuff. And looking for a place to belong. Looking for belonging, Looking, you know, a bad person. I mean, we watched a film the other day. I couldn't get to the end of it because it was just so horrific. Oh, County Lines. Yeah, yeah. You as a social worker will know about this. Um, Is it my shot? No, 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 it was long before. And, you know, we, we, you know, you know, Human beings have a need to belong, and if you haven't got a family, you'll look for a family somewhere Absolutely. else. And Absolutely. so, that's what gangs are all about. Yeah, that's what while gangs are we all about. are firefighting this major yeah. bushfire right across the world, what all these stories yeah. are. Are our future, and we have to really with future is our children. We have yeah, to look I mean, after we, them. We, we absolutely hear about the NHS needing to be supported, and they the do funding, and, and we're they, now and they do. at war. Yeah, they do, but it's all the yeah. ancillary industries yeah. that need to be looked at too: yeah. social work. So I really, um, really hope they're going to increase social yeah. worker numbers yeah. and 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 um, provisions well, for them because yeah. they work so hard. Because it's been revealed that it's been revealed the extent to which schools are in a sense a safety net. Mm. for those children mm. that are lost in that's the what system. We've found, that's, that's what, what we've, we've discovered. discovered through this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Mrs. Hasto, 85, caught my daughter crying into her pillow the other oh. day, stressing about all oh. work. And how painful for you. Mm. That's so painful, Such isn't it? Such a painful it? image. It, yeah. One of, one of my daughters, I won't say which one it was, said, said um, to me today that she cries every single day. And mm. I said, I don't see you. And she said, oh, I don't want to cry in front of anyone. And I think, wow, you just go off to your room and you cry every day. Now, that could make you feel sad or you could think, actually, it's a release of stress and pressure. It's not the worst thing in the world if a child is crying. Actually, it's better than them not crying if they're really, yeah, really sad. Yeah, I would recommend from all I the mean, experiences I've had in therapy. Yeah, in Maddie had a big cry yesterday and yeah. I actually said... Oh, my God, I'm so relieved. Well, it is true. It is true. I mean, I, the yeah. last thing you want to do with your kids if, if they do start to cry is say, don't, don't stop, yeah, not just in a horrible say, way. Or just rub just, their back. Just let them. And Or whatever you used to do when they were a baby, yeah. do that. Like Maddie likes me to <laughs> fiddle yeah. with their ears. Stroke their hair and just say, yes, this is really, really good. Just cry. Cry it out. I cried yesterday. You know, let them know that those tears are good. 
I always say to them, it's stress and anxiety marching down your face. Imagine them as little people of stress and anxiety just marching out of your body. Um, the next comment is anonymous. Uh, it's I'm 23 and so tired of this. There's just nothing to do but sit in negative thoughts. I thought that sit in negative yeah, thoughts. Yeah, sort of, almost sort of. Mm, it's very very hard, it. isn't it, when you when you are just in yeah. negativity to lift out and really the only way is to think of the very very yeah. very smallest things yeah. you know so for instance that might be if you had a cat it would be stroking your cat because there's something so beautiful about the fur and about if it's the you come in and your house feels all toasty and warm then oh wow then mm. I feel toasty and warm and I know that might sound just just silly but honestly it isn't it, it is the key to finding comfort and at the moment, there aren't any big shakes to get us out. Nobody's flying off on a holiday. There isn't like, oh, yeah. I'm going to go down the pub and have a great time with my friends. You know, you're not going to go to a restaurant. So where are those moments that you can find in yourself or in your own home? Yeah. Or And it's, it's somebody said to me today on an Instagram Live, it's, 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 not, it's not January or veganary or whatever. It's, it's um, um, oh my God, I forgot what it was now. Um, what's it when you really look after yourself? It's uh, something after me, you're <laughs> Something Self-love-you-ary. Like something, something like that. Whatever it, it was. Whatever it was, I thought, yeah, actually, we need that. We need to think instead of, you know, all the other things we can make demands of. I mean, I'm watching people do dry January and all these things. It's let's make this the January where we find little ways yeah. to just, just love ourselves a bit more but can I also just say just, to, just just off the back of what we were just saying there about those kids like the kid that my mum saw being pulled up by the, the headmaster near her you know we must remember when we're talking on these chats and us I'm saying this to me there are a vast number of kids are what I call you know in tech poverty hmm. you know they have no technical Why distraction so what you have to understand hmm. is when you see kids or when you're getting irate and when we're all very easily you know, in our comfortable lives kind of going, well, hang on, why isn't everyone observing this A, B, C, D and E? Not everyone has an iPad for Johnny and an no. iPhone, the latest no. iPhone for this, or, you know, a beautiful MacBook to go off and watch Netflix. No one can afford the subscriptions, you know. There I was looking at Limitless M on Instagram saying, she said, I've got triplets and one laptop. There you go. She said, they won't share a bag of crisps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How am I going to get them to share a laptop? Yeah, you don't buy three laptops. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I mean... Get, so if get, you're one of those kids, yeah. then, uh, you know, it's difficult. And if you're a parent battling with that as well, just a little moment to go, yeah. ah. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it's, it's well and good and it's easy to say there's lots of stimulation to be had, but, you know, actually that's not the case. It's not even an opportunity for some people. Uh, Live Asia, I'm a third-year student studying fashion from home. To find the motivation is incredibly hard. Yeah. It is self-discipline in the house. I mean, I've worked from home now for a while and I really like being my own boss, but it takes huge amounts of discipline to structure your day and I have really bad days when that structure well you fail miserably because what you do is you do it all day long and yeah. actually every single thing I've read about mental health in lockdown yeah. Triona is put yourself a schedule you know if you can get up how, how about getting up if you're if you like to sleep late sleep late but give yourself the time Give yourself a schedule of when you're going to do your work. If it's three hours of coursework you do, do it till two to five. Or if you like early bird, do it at 6.30 to 9.30 and, and, you know, and then have the rest of the day. And factor in breaks. breaks. I mean, it's like the last thing I want to do after we've recorded this is walk down a wet road for a mile and then come back. But I'm going to do it because I know it will help. 
Triona have 18-year-old daughter and 20-year-old son, 21-year-old son spending most of their days in their rooms. Mm. And I'm, what I'm well, drawn so to... Do, so our girls spend a lot of time yeah. in their rooms. And I, think, I that's, think that's okay. Yeah. I think that's okay, as long as they're not spending all the time. And I think it's really important that as parents, we are constantly reaching out to them. Oh, sorry, there's a second part to the message. Worried about their mental health. My daughter worries a lot about daily numbers. Oh. Very sad. Now, that's that's interesting because... That kind of goes to the heart of what the World Health Organization say is the most most important thing to do mm. for everyone about their mental health is to totally limit your news, uh, mm. you, you know, how much news you see or watch mm. or read. Um, I think as parents, sometimes we can be on the receiving end of information. News, me and Nadia do this all the time. I'm terrible at it. Uh, an, an alert comes through on your phone. Oh, have you seen about the Brazil variant? Oh, have you seen? Mm. And, you know, kids... Take and you see their little shoulders in. drop. They, yeah, they, yeah. And the thing is, what they do, they're almost war. You know when you see children in war zones yeah. and the bombs are going off and the, and the, and the billets and they don't hear them anymore? Yeah. That, to me, is more scary than a child crouching under a table not wanting mm. to hear. And our kids, I see more and more, they're just like, uh, it's like they go dead-eyed. Mm. With it, no. I mean, maybe if she, if if maybe if you're talking about it in front of her, obviously mm. don't. I would say that would be my advice. But if she's looking for that information, maybe have a conversation with her. Say, you mm. know, it's the weirdest thing that sometimes we can look for the very thing that gives us anxiety because there's a split second where we feel quelled almost yeah. because we've got that anxiety kick. But she's got to almost wean herself off it. If she's looking at those numbers, she's looking at those things, it's almost an addictive pattern. Yes, yes. So, so if you can show her that and show her that she's actually what she's doing is just making her life a hell of a lot worse, that'd be amazing. But I think, you know, to get them out of their room, what we do, and I don't know if it would work with your kids, you know, like, for instance, silly things like, you know, if, we, if we're doing food that they really love. So say I'm doing a Nando's, mm. right? Nando's, that's something you're all going to come down yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. And I try and do it just like that. Or Mark will do, say, a box set that he knows they love or to mm. redo a film that he knows that they love. And we kind of almost guilt trip them in it, into mm. it because we go, oh, it's really great. Yeah, we're we're going to do this. And you can, yeah, and you can see they're a bit like, oh, but they, they don't want to let us let down. down. But yeah. then afterwards, after a little bit, they, they like it's a good it. strategy, that. Yeah, it's interesting because I was about to say the same thing. You know, Maddie came in the other day and said, "Oh, you know, you guys, you watch Soul. I think you should try it again. Film on Disney Plus." Yeah. And uh, we did. And, and I, I thought it's I was going to hate it. I was like, "Oh my yeah. god!" Yeah, but it again. is that thing of saying of trying to be the child and take and, and implore them to sort of go almost take pity on you at first, and then you're dragging them out of their mm. stupor. And, and I go room. into their bedroom. I'm really annoyed them. I lie in the bed and I go, "What's that? What's that on the phone? Oh, shake me!" On a, and like, uh, but then they always fold, and then yeah. they're always quite glad that I'm in there chatting. Charlotte Lowry struggling, being a single, full-time working mum, and trying to homeschool my daughter is tough. Tell me about it. My God, I mean, you know, it, it, how? Why are you a single? No, 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 no. I mean, tell me about it as in that description. Yeah, I mean, seeing, it sounded like seeing, you were no, saying. The last thing I am is, is is a full-time mum. Single mum. Um, so no, I mean. Tell me about I it. As far as being imagine. a single full-time working mom and homeschooling, I homeschooling imagine how you're doing it. If yeah. you're if you're full-time working from home, mm. our big advice would be if you're doing schooling with her, is to make it fit better for your schedule. Your yeah. So you can do all her work at the weekend and uh and and, and you can work in the week. Mm. We've been homeschooling our kids for six years. Honestly, it can work that way. But if you're locked into the t- school's schedule. That's very difficult because yeah. this lockdown, this is what the nightmare is. 
You know, it's eight till four and you've got to be sort of around yeah. with them on the computer. It's really yeah. tough. Well, we've been doing more of that, actually. And it is, it's really... It's yeah, but really when it's so prescriptive with the when time... When it's so prescriptive, it's, really it's so hard. difficult. And, and I'm saying that as, as a, a single mum. <laughs> um, Lake Emma, isolated and general anxiety over the smallest of things. But isn't it good that you recognise that it's over the smallest of yes, things? And sometimes true. consciousness is the very answer to our way out of stuff. Wow. Because you, you sound like a guru. No, no, it's but it's true. true. It's because true. because sometimes it's harder when you're trying to make somebody understand that they're small things mm. that feel big. Because they might it just feels big, you know, like I have this with the girls. But but you know what? It's really a, a little bit of advice would be to, um, because this is what counsellors have said to me and to our girls, both go to counsellor, is to maybe write some of those down. Because by writing them down, you see, you can see that they're small. And then when those things come back up again, you it's almost because you've written it down, you remember, your brain tells you yeah. that this is a small thing. Because it's like today I went out for a run and a man breathed on my face. Yeah, right? it was me. I was in disguise. <laughs> and I was like, irrationally, re- I um, hated this man. Is that why you tore my face off when you got back? I literally hated him, Soph. Uh-huh. I, I was like, it was, was that Soph or was it no. Gemma? Sorry, Gemma. It, I hated him. Now, I, I was walking around, I was going, Nadia, he didn't do that on purpose. It's actually quite a small thing, but of course it can be a big thing because I could get COVID and I could die. But actually, let's just put this into perspective. It's probably very unlikely that he had it. And I had to have all those conversations. Now, the conversation in that in that moment wasn't really doing that much, but it will serve me the next time I'm running around. Mm. And I will just go, yeah, you know, don't let yourself get angry about that. Because what happened was it ruined my run. Because yes. for half of it, I was thinking about yeah, bloody was, COVID yeah. when I've gone on a run to not think about COVID. Yeah, I must admit, that's what ruins half my park runs or walks. Yeah. Soph X5, exams and schooling are so difficult when you don't know what you are aiming for. And what I would say to you, Soph X5, is I get you, I get you. I went through the conventional system. I went, you know, O-levels, A-levels, first degree, second degree. You know, that was my bread and butter, was learning, doing exams, learning, doing exams, learning. And if you're knocked off that sort of rhythm, it is really hard to stay focused because you are you are being programmed to kind of learn in a specific way. All I can say to you is that truly, 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 at the pearly gates of heaven at the end of your life, no one is going to be asking you for what grades you got in anything you did. Now, that's not to say you don't need to carry on doing it and you need to be doing it in a different way and you, there's a lot of unknowables around how GCSEs and A-levels, if that's what you're, you're doing at the moment. Um, but my point is try and learn at this moment, now, today, learn for yourself. Just learn what makes your heart sing within the subjects that you're learning already for whatever exams you're taking. But just keep homing in on the stuff that really makes your heart sing. What are the bits that you really love? What are the bits that you really like? Because at the end of the day, this is for you. This is not just to get an exam grade mm. for something else. But so you're kind of, we feel for you because yeah, when, you know, our kids don't go to school. That's the way schools bring you up. They yeah. bring you up to believe it's the only yeah. thing of purpose, that that is your purpose, yeah. is to, is to, is to you know, succeed in exams. Actually, your purpose is to, 
is to find out stuff and discover stuff and to, ha- and to be educated. Mm. So, so, so just really think about that. Yeah. You know, have you been sold that that's the only thing that's important? It, it, well, for you, it is important. You're at school, you're in the system. But what's actually important is that you've learned this. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, at this moment, absolutely, you're going to want to get back on that yeah, horse for exams. Of we get that. We recognise that just because our girls have gone a different route, it doesn't mean it's, it's not, you know, the right route for many people. Oh, God, no. Um, so, so, yeah. Uh, waterfall 6636 14-year-old say say not same video calling your mate all the time nice seat in person yeah exactly I mean people say oh well you're lucky you've got Zoom you've got FaceTime but actually my friend of mine with Lee the other day was saying that he was reading this scientific report about the utter exhaustion there is in doing a Zoom Mm. because you're having to here and look in a different way than you do in in real life. All the nuanced details of human human interaction have gone. Yeah, and I remember in the first lockdown saying to the girls, oh, but at least, because I'd never had Zoom. Oh, we've got Zoom. We can talk to each other, you know, and they were like, oh, no, Mum, Zoom's really bad. And I thought, oh, we're miserable old bats. What's wrong with them? But but of course they used it over, you know, over time and realised that actually it is no way, it no way compensates, does it? Absolutely. Um, I love I love hearing from all these youngsters that we that we that we have. Um, my daughter's mental health has hit rock bottom in number three. I can't help her. She won't let me. Mm. I'm going to keep you anonymous just in case. Um, oh, I, mean, I, I would say I would say that our girls, when they've been very low, have tried to lock us out. And it's really, really hard. So I really, mm. really, really feel should you persist? That's should tough. you persist? I mean, I do generally step back, and I, I if I'm honest, I don't know. My, I, I let you step forward at that point. Yeah, my greatest tool is with my girls, and this again, we are not professionals. We just share with you what we do. Um, is that I I will text them mm. because sometimes it's so difficult for them to look you in the face and say what's going on. And I will absolutely throw myself on my sword because even if they've been moody or they've been whatever, I will say something like, you know, sweetie, I can see you're really struggling and it must be really difficult for you. And whatever it is that's worrying you, whether whether you think it's just a silly tiny thing or whether it's the most awful thing in the world or maybe whatever it is, all you're going to get from sharing it with me is some of the weight taken off your shoulders and that feels so good when you take weight off. And I almost seduce them with how wonderful it's going to feel when that comes. You just seduced me. I'm going to send you a text later about how I feel. (laughs) Because it's human. We all want to sag into somebody else. And the other thing that I think is really, really important with that is to give them the caveat that if they would like to just tell you but they don't want you to say anything back, then they must. Then they can say that. And I've done that. And sometimes mm. it's so hard because they'll say, they'll send me reams of stuff and they go, but I don't want you to say anything. And I go, mm. okay. Because what they don't want is you to come up and go, right, I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to do this and we're going to sort it out. And that's something I really had to learn as a parent because I did always do that. And now I don't because that's not what they want. A lot of the time, that is not what they want, and it's it's hard. It's a really hard balance, though. I hear what you're saying. It's a really hard balance between not having those sentences that all kids hear a mile off, which is, oh, I've had an idea, or I think we should do this, or maybe we should... And so letting them do what they want and letting them, getting them to do things that we know as parents is going to help them. You know, the biggest nightmare is exercise. Terrible. The biggest nightmare is... I mean, I, I, I can see here there's a lot of people about saying about kids staying in their room, not exercising. This is... 
a effing nightmare, nightmare, right? Because I will see, now Kiki's very good, but Maddie, we just cannot get to exercise at the moment. And for us, Mark and I both exercise for our mental health. We do Mm. not exercise for calorie burn or anything. We exercise because if we don't, we are very unhappy. And when you are sitting there with the answer... And no, and that person won't take your hand. It's so fucking annoying. It is. It is. It's so annoying. Especially as what they all they want really is a McDonald's, which oh, doubles down on the God. very problem that you're trying to solve. Oh. Uh, Make W yet yeah, worried about social interactions in future and how this isolating time will impact. This is interesting. You've kind of touched upon a subject that you just mentioned about Zoom. I do worry, and Maddie mentioned this a lot in the first lockdown. She said, "I'm really worried about how when we all get together again mm. as friends, a lot of people there's going to be an awkwardness." Yeah, yeah and absolutely. there was initially. Yeah. They all said that because they had nothing to say. Yeah. They hadn't done anything. No, no, no. But it will, it, it will heal. It will heal. It will heal. And yeah. the reason I know that that is a genuine fear and one to be listened to and talked about is as a sort of socially anxious person myself I'm quite looking forward to coming out of lockdown at times because I'm thinking everyone's starting from the same low level yeah, everyone's going to be everyone's anxious everyone's going to be anxious and everyone's going to be reaching out and sort of clawing yeah. out so I think you can help perhaps your youngsters by saying look Everyone is in the same yeah, boat. You, you know what? Sometimes, you know what they really love? It's when you go, I know, I feel a bit like yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But validating their feelings. When you validate. Now, you might not get an immediate hit back. They might not go, oh, mum, I'm so glad you said that. Whatever. But it goes in. It's like the funniest mm. thing happened yesterday. When I said Kiki was struggling a bit and I took her for a walk and she was fairly, you know, non-communicative, but I just talked. I was kind of trying to pick up what was going on and then I just talked and talked and I I could tell she was absorbing it. Anyway, later on, and then when we came back, she was still fairly down, you know. And then later on, when we were trying to convince Maddie to go for a walk, she came in and she went, come on, Matt. I was feeling really down earlier and I went for a walk and it made such a difference and it felt so good. It was literally... God, I wish you'd said that. That would have been so nice to hear that. But I suppose it's not our right as a parent. No. You don't get a pat on the back, do you? No, absolutely No, you don't. Quite the opposite. Right, Um, should we listen to Carlitos? Yeah, let's have a listen to Carlitos. Um, I bet Carlitos suddenly says, oh, I'm loving lockdown. He's always a surprise. We never know what he's going to say. He's got a nice pair of shades and he's sat on a lounger. Let's have a listen. It is horrible that we have to lock down for a third time. But I do think that this is the only way that we will, you know, actually be able to get rid of this virus. I mean, us as teenagers, we're just, we're young, we're energetic people. Um, And we love to have fun. We love the freedom and the independence that we, like, that we get. And, And going out and seeing friends can help with, like, mental health issues. But because we're all having to quarantine, we are finding it difficult, as are many other people, you know, in all different age categories as well. They're finding it just as difficult as us. It's not just us, but it is hard for us to manage, Um, especially when we're at that stage in our lives, when we are going through emotional changes. It it can really challenge the mental health. Um, I actually heard this fact on the news that at least... 40, and the number is quickly on the rise, actually, but at least 40 ambulances have um, been called to universities for suicide attempts since the start of this lockdown. So it is really, really damaging people. Um, But it's not all negative. There are some positives to it. I mean, the new normal is 
us being in front of the computer most days, only, you know, relying on our phones and Wi-Fi and stuff to actually stay connected with the outside world and to stay sane. Um, it's all about coming up with new ways to to spend your time, I guess. Um, I do like that online school has come back while in lockdown. Um, it kind of, it does give us that, somewhat of a routine which is better than reliving the same day every day um i know that lockdown can have you know really negative effects on people but it can have positive effects on people too it's not all bad um i i, I mean i really think it's brought my family closer together and it really does make me appreciate what i took for granted before lockdown, before COVID, um, one thing I've re one lesson I've really learned over the lockdown periods is to always count my blessings, not my problems. Um, I, you know, I took the smallest things for granted, and now we that we can't even leave our houses practically. It, it just makes me appreciate what I had, and also makes me look forward to when COVID has been shed and is long out of sight. Oh, you were poetic today, Carlitos. Cool, wasn't he? Yeah, really poetic. And he loves being at home as well. He does yeah. actually love it. And he's, he's talking he's a about liking that bit of structure. Yeah, uh, but also so for him, the online schooling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though, even though I've heard, <laughs> might have heard a bit opposite from his mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, but nothing is just one thing, isn't it? As he says, it gives him more structure, but it's mm. not easy online learning. No, absolutely. Eight, six, seven, eight. And he, he almost, he almost manifests the wonderful messaging of the Disney Plus film mm. Soul, which is mm. you know, taking joy from the smallest things mm. in life, whether Where it be a sycamore seed or a feather or whatever it is, try and review the world anew. Um, I just wanted to end everything with just a couple of comments. Uh, we just oh, to a Jess. shout out to Jess, Jess Woodstock, Woodstock. Oh, who simply said mm. she's feeling depressed. Oh, Jess, and we know you well from our yeah, YouTube channel and, and the fact that you have a lot that you have to actually deal with, with 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 some of your you know you've got a lot of challenges mm. and what we always see in you is a really kind and mm. supportive person and you are even the job you're doing at the moment because you're you work in a care home don't you a carer it's hard it's mm. really hard you're a beautiful young woman and Mark and I really wanted to make a point of of mentioning you today and mm. just giving you a big virtual big hug. Big hug. A big hug, Jess Woodstock. And finally, Shawnee Danielle Francis. Today I'm good. Yesterday I was crying into a jar of Nutella and I've, mm. I've been We there. were the same. Yesterday we had half a family-sized bar of Cadbury's yeah, for dinner. And I've eaten the Nutella. So that's good. Have you eaten the last Nutella? I'm, oh, afraid, I'm afraid so. It had to happen. And thank you for mm. allowing me to come out about that. And there's also somebody here um, that leaves me a little worried, thinking of bad stuff and feeling alone and fed up with everything. Please, please, I don't know what age you are. And we'll leave you anonymous. Um, but please reach out if you are feeling really low. The Samaritans are on 116123, and they are there for anyone and everyone. And if they're the, not the right people for you, mm, they will. And somebody said to us a year or so ago, who'd been really down, said that they didn't feel they were down enough to, mm. to, to find the Samaritans. Please don't. If you're a bit younger, 
please ring Childline. They are there 24-7 or Young Minds. There are so many, there are people out there that can help. And And never feel your dilemma or your fear or your worry or how you're feeling is not enough. Yeah, never think it's not enough or think it's too much. What you are feeling is valid and there is incredible power Mm. in, and strength can be found in sharing it with another human being that cares. So, Yeah. yeah. And to all the parents and all the young people out there, one day at a time, sometimes one minute at a time, we will get through. But it's fucking hard. It is. Yeah. And we are definitely getting out, guys. It's going to end. It will. It has to. It will. It has to. Lots of love. Lots of love. Well, that's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Ta-da! <laughs>